Hey folks, it's Carl over at Sterling Health and Fitness. Thanks for tuning in. So today we're going to talk about how repetition produces results. And I'm really excited to have a very special guest with me, somebody who I've been communicating with here and following for a couple of years now, and we finally meet in person. And so uh, she is actually the creator of the Willpower Method. And I'd like to introduce my special guest, Stacy Lee Krauss. Hi, Carl. Thank you so much. Thank you really, for having me. It's great, it's great to, to meet you and have this time of taking your time out of your day to share with us. We really appreciate this. So you are the creator of the Willpower Method. And um, I love our topic about talking about repetition and how that is the key, one of the keys to producing results. So how are you working with repetition? Repetition. So as you said before, I'm the creator and founder of the Willpower Method. And the Willpower Method is um, mainly a group exercise format. We're a fusion of You'll see some Pilates methods, you'll see yoga, you'll see um, calisthenics and dance principles, and it's all fused together um, to create this um, movement that um, is functional and is based in movements for all levels. And, um, you know, Mr. Pilates, Mr. Joseph Pilates said that repetition produces results, so I'm actually borrowing a phrase from a very brilliant man. And it's true. I mean, we as humans wake up in the morning and we have our typical routine. And as we have routine, it helps us become more efficient. I think something that I've seen in, in exercise trends these days is, well, we've heard of muscle confusion, right? Right. And um, nowadays, things, methodologies like uh, boot camp classes or circuit classes change up the exercises every single week. And that's fantastic because we're challenging the body in new and different ways all the time. Um, however, it's really hard to master an exercise if you're not practicing it on a regular basis. Sure. So my method, this fusion of all these different principles, um, one of our main classes is Willpower and Grace. So that's 68 exercises. 68 exercises in a main class, right. in a, a one-hour class. So just about every class, we've got uh, more or less 800 instructors. So anywhere around the world that you go and take this class, you're going to take a workout that's essentially the same. And what that allows our students to do is become kind of accustomed to becoming more efficient. Right. For example, you go into Starbucks. You go into Starbucks, right? You walk in, you know how it smells, you know how it looks, you're familiar with the menu, and I can go in and say, hi, I'd like a quad grande Americano. That's with, what I get, too. So, is it really? <laughs> yeah, it is. A quad grande Every Americano? Every single time. With a few chunks of ice? If it's that hot, I know sometimes they're hot. See, there you go, right? <laughs> it's so, consistency. It's consistency. And we know any Starbucks we go in, we can get that. It's that. It's going to taste the same every time. Thank you. It's going to taste the same, so I know what to expect. And when I need to be efficient, and I when I want to get it done, I walk in and I don't have to stand there and figure it out and work through it. I go in there and I order. Well, right. when it comes to the willpower method, we work the same way. We work through repetition. But that's where we begin. We begin with these baseline exercises. Um, our program is, is always multi-level. And what I mean by multi-level is if, if you teach group exercise at home, especially if you teach at a fitness club or a YMCA, say, you never know who's going to walk in the door. True. So you need to be able to accommodate an elite athlete and grandma and you know Mrs. Jones, who's maybe 56, who hasn't worked out before. 
So our program always, every single exercise has level one, two, and three. And they're always based in repetition. So if you've been taking the willpower method for a while, you start off at level one, and then eventually you know that you have a place to progress to. And eventually right. you have a place to progress to. Cool. So that's helpful. To, you, know, you, you have to have this repetition to begin with in order to set goals. I right. think that's kind of fundamental. Well, it is. Uh, it's interesting, too, because let's go back to Starbucks and that consistency now. So if you have 800 instructors, um, wherever somebody goes, if there's, they, they want to go to a class, they know what they're going to get, right? right. They're going to get that particular workout they want. They know what to expect. That's right. right. So, Although, with the willpower method, it's flavored with the instructor. Mm -hmm. Sure. Right? So it's not necessarily a uh, plug-and-play workout. Mm -hmm. It begins that way. Right? All of our phase one instructors learn the same exercises, but then as you progress as an instructor, you learn how to change your levels for your students. Right. And those, those levels are based, are based in sensory processing. So it's not necessarily that the levels become harder, like more intense, like faster or stronger, jump harder, or push more weight. It's actually, our program is about making your body smarter, so we say that we're smarter, not harder. right? Our program is kind of the magic pill or the green drink. It's that thing that makes all other exercises better, right? right. Because you learn how to integrate your whole system so that your 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 body on a on a neural level, on a primal level, just gets smarter. That's key. That helps with establishing a lot of different uh, strengths like stability, right? Balance, strength. And they you know, um, Talked to a few of the human movement experts. Uh, right now, just in my mind, Dr. Perry comes to mind. Do you know Perry Nicholson? I know Perry Nicholson. And I love him. You know, and he talks about the uh, primal movement change too. We get back to some things that we hadn't done in maybe since we were baby yeah. <laughs> or a young, young child. Sure. And so that you know the sensory factor there is huge. Stimulating the nervous system. Tremendous. I, I think it's. I think it's a little bit. Um, it's. It's been a little bit. Slightly overlooked. I think we could tap into it a whole lot more. She's barefoot during these, right? We are barefoot. Right, and barefoot is, is such a huge factor in helping to pre-activate our nervous system. Sure it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, when we talk about sensory processing, right, your skin. Your skin is your largest organ, mm -hmm. right? right? Skin right. is your lar largest organ, but it's very rare for a client to come into the gym and to speak to your, a trainer and say, hey, um, you know, today I really want to work on my skin. <laughs> That's true. Or, or as a trainer, you might not you might not say to me, "Hey, Stacy, you know, I'm glad you showed up today. Today we're going to work on your skin." Right, right. It doesn't. I never really thought about it like that. That's an interesting it's point. It's kind of weird, right? <laughs> yeah, right? So, but it's true because there's yeah. so much information that's. That's tactile, mm -hmm. right? You get so much information. So you might be foam rolling. That's good. You might be doing some trigger point therapy or some myofascial release of another brand, and um, that will work. But when you're completely barefoot, and by that, like completely, even without minimal shoes, um, you're going to take in a whole lot of information, such as the surface that you're training on. Exactly, yeah. Your skin Huge. stretching, your skin being pulled in different directions on the floor. This is a tremendous amount of information yeah. that's funneled directly into your central nervous system that goes to the brain. This yeah. type of feedback is, is, is overlooked or disregarded when you have shoes on. So just Absolutely. by being barefoot, you're going to take in that information. That's excellent. That actually brings me to another question I'd like to ask you.
So can you share more with us about sensory processing? Sure. Um, so, you know, sensory processing, um, on a very primal level, this is where we take in it. So we have sensory receptors, right? right. Um, we have sensory receptors all over our body. We take in information from the outside world. We have visual receptors and auditory receptors and these tactile receptors that we take in, right? And they make our bodies smarter. So for example, um, if you're teaching an exercise that is repetitive, right? If you're teaching squats on a regular basis and you're looking over there at Mrs. Jones and Mrs. Jones just isn't getting it. It might not be because she is a defiant student. Right, or she's not paying attention, she might just have a sensory processing imbalance. Sure. Right? Yeah. So, you know, for example, like when we talk about straightening out your leg, mm -hmm. lengthening your leg, right? We might for we might ask Mrs. Jones to put her hand like on her thigh and feel her thigh squeezing underneath her hand, right? That's tactile processing so that her body can learn like, oh, you mean make my leg straight? Yeah. Right, right, right. We have uh, proprioceptors, right? Proprioceptors that, that's my dog shaking, for those of you who yeah. keep hearing all this noise, my little dog is running around. So, um, so our proprioceptors tell us where our body parts are in relationship to one another, where our body parts are in space, right? Our, our proprioceptors are most highly concentrated in our soft tissue, right? Highly concentrated in our joint spaces. So we train barefoot not only to stimulate the skin, but to stimulate the proprioceptors in the 33 joints of your feet. So that's a lot of information that's being fed from your feet on up. Here's the thing, this is exciting. For the trainers out there, you know, you might have to cue a squat over and over and over, right? You're talking about alignment and um, your spinal alignment and so many other things, so parts of the body to engage, but it's actually really, really hard to get somebody to think about their feet because mm -hmm. they're sure. so far away. Right. And because your proprioceptors in your feet have not been stimulated if you've been wearing shoes for the past 25 years. Exactly, right. Right? So if your 33 joints are not articulating, then you're not taking in that information. Right. So whether your foot is naked or you're wearing a minimal shoe, like say the Vibram five finger shoe, right, that allows your foot to move in every direction, if you're not taking in that sensory information, your body's not going to get any smarter. You're going to keep striking the ground with a strong grade of force, right, and your body's not taking in understanding this grade of force because as a coach, if you're changing the exercises all the time, you're not able to cue the feet. Right. Did I go off in too many directions? Or? No. Okay, good. You're good. All right, good. Okay. We're good. good. Uh, actually, that prompts a question I wanted to ask you about the Vibram shoes and how you implement those. The, well, how we implement those. I mean, implementing the feet is the big story. Right. Because um, what the five-finger shoe does, it's, it's remarkable, actually, but it, it allows your body to use its own technology, right? What it does is it gives you a little bit of rubber, that really smart rubber, really good plating, really good traction, but it separates all your toes, which most people have shoe-shaped feet. Yeah, true. Right, because we've been wearing. So it actually gets your toes to separate through tactile. Come here, baby. Thanks. Okay, it actually gets your toes to separate, 
right? Because now there's fabric in between your toes. So your skin is like, whoa, what's going on? So it separates your toes. And then it allows you to use all 33 joints. So you're able to take in all that information, like your grade of force. Right, right. right. So, I mean, I can say over and over again, hey, you guys, can't you hear that? Auditory, right? Maybe they don't hear it. I mean, if you've ever been running behind somebody who's just pounding the ground. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. Maybe they don't hear that. But now you've got a combination of can you hear that? Can you feel that? Right? And when you do it over and over and over again and use repetition, one of these days your body's going to have an aha moment, right? right? Where you might actually feel that pounding. And you wouldn't feel the pounding if you're if the vibrations are being dampened by cushioning. Yep, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because that's kind of an issue I have with people who talk about the idea of getting running shoes, especially with more cushioning. Like, no, let's not do that. You don't want to block any more of the sensory stuff that you should be having. Let's, let's drop instead. You know. I think the industry is starting to move in because we're moving in a functional direction. Yeah. We're starting to understand Thanks, that a functional primal body wouldn't work with cushioning that dampens yeah. vibration, mm -hmm. ground reaction forces. Yeah. Plus, I think it, uh, as that uh, as you create the blockages through more cushioning, you're really more prone to injuries. Could be. Yeah. Could be. And. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I believe there's some studies that actually state that. If I find them, I'll put a link on the screen. <laughs> but uh, it certainly doesn't create strength in the foot ankle complex. No, not at all. And you're not reactivating nervous system the same way. Same so way. Like, you're not taking in that information. Yep. So, interesting. So, I'm curious to know, as a trainer, I'm just curious to know, um, speaking to the trainers and the potential instructors out there, would you care to address that a little bit and what's involved in becoming an instructor for willpower? For a willpower instructor. So uh, the willpower method is really focused on group exercise instructors. And I really do think, um, well, we start off with a, a very basic template of exercises. We start off with the 68 exercises. And you know, you go through and you test out. You have to learn the program exactly as it was created. And then as we move into phase two, you learn sensory integration techniques. So this way, your class, your willpower class, and my willpower class would be vastly different based on our students, based on our personalities, you know, based on maybe um, this, the sensory system I want to work on today, right? So maybe the sensory system I want to work on today is visual. And everything that I'm going to cue today through those 68 exercises is look in the mirror and look at your knees tracking over toes. Look in the mirror and look at your toes lifting off the ground, mm -hmm. right? Or look down at your legs and make sure they're straight. Whereas maybe your approach to class today would be uh, based in vestibular challenges, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So level one would be holding very still. Level two would be adding a vestibular challenge, which is really intense. And level three would be adding a harder vestibular challenge. Okay. So we could have the same baseline exercise, but challenge our instructors in different ways. In any event, willpower method, phase one, phase two, really smart programming for group exercise. It's equipment free. It's barefoot. And um, I think it's the, uh, it's the mindful, smart challenge that every athlete needs. And it's the cardiovascular solution that every mind-body practitioner is also searching for because it's that cardio piece that mind body instructor or mind body practitioners uh, don't have enough of. 
but it's yeah. mindful, it's thoughtful, it's a smart program. That's good, that's good. That, that brings up another question I'd like to ask you. Go for it. So Stacy, I want to backtrack now and get back to the title, talking about repetition and how it produces results. Can you share more thoughts about that with me, please? Sure, absolutely. Um, so our, our program, our class, Willpower and Grace, it's based on 68 exercises, right? And I, I think somewhere along the line, I don't know where it was in the development of um, group exercise classes, somewhere somebody came in and said the mark of a good instructor is changing your choreography all the time, you know. Um, but, you know, I always ask when I'm training trainers, raise your hand if you're a runner. And typically one-third of the people in the room, like some people raise their hand right away, some people are like, I don't know if I can classify this if I run, right? So the interesting thing about running is it's the same exercise over and over and over, right? And some people are just, they're runners, right? I also then ask, okay, so who gets up in the morning and says, okay, today I'm going to run sideways. Today I'm going to run backwards. You know, today I'm going to add some really interesting arm choreography. That just never happens, right? You've got this one movement that over a lifetime you're trying to achieve the perfect run, right? Some days you might have a great run. Some days not so much. Some days you might run hills. Some days you might get up and sprint. Um, some days you might run out there and run for endurance. Maybe one day you and I will get up and we'll run together and we'll talk to each other. Some days I'll run with music, right? So yeah. it's taking the same exercises, the same exercise, and making it feel different. And just getting to the point where you're efficient, you're strong, you can run without pain, you can run with power. Um, there's a lot of value in that. Yeah, totally. There's a lot of value in that. Mr. Mr. Pilates knew that. Right, so the willpower method we take in, in willpower grace, we take these 68 exercises and we turn it into a discipline so that people can really see themselves progressing. Right, in my uh, willpower ignite program, willpower ignite is based on six drills, six four-minute drills, and we'll keep those six drills the same for an entire quarter. So for three months, those exercises will be the same, but we'll work you through levels. Right where by the end of those three months, people have mastered an exercise. Do we want people to do that workout every single day or three times a week? Heck no, no, absolutely not. You shouldn't be overtraining. In my opinion, in my opinion, people shouldn't run every day. People shouldn't run four times a week. They should run one day and swim one day and do Pilates and maybe dance and do some cross training and weight training and, you know, mix up your disciplines but keep those disciplines fairly streamlined. Exactly. Well, you know, cross-training is so important. I do a lot of cross-training and since I started that a few years ago, and I'm really hammering on that this year. Nice. Because now I'm an obstacle race addict. Oh, good for you. And I love it because you're switching between energy systems constantly. Yeah. You know, you you're, could be sprinting or you're just running, or you're running a hill or a stairway, and then also you have to run, you're doing strength right. or you're using lower body strength or whatever, but switching between energy, energy systems, uh, being able to do it efficiently and effectively, is, it takes repetition. It takes repetition. <laughs> and you have to train like that. Plus you have to be able to react and respond. Yeah. And unless you've got that repetitive pattern in your body, where your body is like, hey, I know how to do this. Hey, I've been here before. I've got this. Unless you've got those pieces in place, 
it's really hard for you to go out there and react to the world. Oh, totally. React to your yeah. obstacles, right? Yeah. So it's your your adventure races is really the same as Mr. Jones who's gardening, right, pruning his tree, and he climbs up on a stepladder and all of a sudden loses his balance. Yeah, right. Right? So if he's got that balance, that single leg balance train in him, where his body's like, hey man, you've got this, he's gonna be fearful and he's gonna fall. If you're trying to climb a wall or like jump over some insane obstacle and land in mud, if you don't have that pattern in your body, you might not make it or it's gonna take a long time to do it. Yeah, yeah, you really need to train for what you're going to be doing. And whether it's exercise or not, too, I mean, you know, if you're uh, post-rehab or, or rehab, you know, they're training you to do what you always did and that you're going to be doing, you know, walking, walking upstairs, whatever, we need to be establishing these patterns. Absolutely, absolutely. So where do the patterns come from, right? It's through repetition. It's through repetition. So if you can... If you can find an interesting set of exercises or, or even something that's a little bit more traditional and mundane like running or riding a bike and then you intersperse those with functional reactive movements and you're using all your primal systems, your right. vestibular system, your visual system, your auditory, you're taking in information constantly because you never know what the variable will be, right? So if those are switching up all the time but the movements are the same, you're going to be pretty damn amazing human animal. Yeah, it really helps. Right? It helps a lot with efficiency, uh, reduction of you know, chances of injury, yeah. things like that. So it's really powerful stuff. So let me ask you this. Um, before we close out here, are there any, anything else you'd like to share? I'd like to share my website. Yes, absolutely. And I'd like, like to make sure we have that. It'll be on the screen here too, so just click and go. But tell us. Please, yeah, website. my website is willpowermethod.com. Uh, you could find Willpower Method training there. You could find information about um, training barefoot there. Um, you could visit me at conferences. Um, I am typically with uh, Vibram Five Fingers, the, the, the barefoot five finger shoe, and we teach education all the time on how and why to be barefoot or in a minimal shoe. It's not a trend. It's functional and it's uh, it's the kind of the new pathway for fitness. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love that. So I guess the only thing I'd like to share is come find me. Let's be friends. Yeah, absolutely. You need to check her out. Um, I tell you, and you're busy. You're traveling a lot. You're all over the globe. Yeah, it's it's really fun. impressive. I'm I'm really happy for you and the success of Willpower Methods. Thank it's you. incredible. And you know the other thing that's really nice about that is you're. You're reaching out, not just yourself, but now through your team, your instructors, and the lives, the number of lives you impact, that you help to elevate to a new level of fitness and health is, is like, bravo to you. Thanks, Matt. I mean, that's, Thank you. You know, I'm this little guy who's doing these little videos trying to bring information that will hopefully help change the world. And, um, I, I am so lucky I get to speak with Stacy, who is changing the world. And I mean, you're, you're changing the world. Some, We're being game changers, people. Come it's on, all let's about do this. Changing the game. It's all about you know me, my self-indulgent learning through these interviews, but then I get to share. And you're certainly sharing a lot of great stuff with people. So I'm happy for you. Thank I'm you. excited. Be sure to check her out. Check out willpowermethod.com. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Right it's been such an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you, Foxy. <laughs> All right, folks. So remember, willpowermethod.com. Also check out sterlinghealthfitness.com. And we really appreciate you watching. Remember, commit to be fit. Stay healthy. Have a great day.